Ah, hey, Islanders, you're listening to Breakfast on the Bridge, the featured morning show of KMIH 88.9 The Bridge, bringing you a smoldering serving of local sports, news, and talk on the island. Grab a plate, grab your cutlery, and enjoy the show. Ah, that yawn that Max Taylor always does is <laughs> how I felt every 10 minutes. I'm just like... Mm, trying yeah. to wake up, you know, it's, uh, as we get into November, it is still early getting up for this, but yeah. I'm Andrew Howison with Breakfast on the Bridge. This is KMIH Mercer Island, and I'm joined with my co-host, the only, the one, the only, Sid Shroff. We're excited to be here. Um, Sid, I, every time I wake up, first of all, every time I wake up, it appears to get darker in the mornings, yeah. which it will for the next month. But I just can't believe it is already November 15th. Yeah. I cannot say that enough. But the fact it is November 15th. I, I remember September 1st yesterday, like the first day of school, mm-hmm. that Wednesday. And the fact we're already done with one. I only have three-fourths of high school left is pretty crazy. Yeah. I, I feel like – I mean, I, I definitely can't relate this. But I feel like being a senior could it just feel would feel just so – like different, like I, 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 I don't know, I don't know how, like how, how do you feel that like you're you have you have less than a year of high school? I, I, I just literally try not to think about it. <laughs> it is, it's like it. I just, I'm just thinking like one day at a time. How am I gonna make this day fun? I just you know even thinking about like you know I guess I've been doing college applications since the summer and I'm I'm finishing them them up now, but just the fact that. Like this is the last time I'll ever have a November fifteenth day. Yeah, is what I think. Like just over and over. Like you know, this is the last time I'm gonna have. You know, at the beginning of the year, it's the last time I'll ever have my last homecoming. Yeah, my last first. You know, it's the last of the first of many lasts. Yeah, and that has just been really, really, really sad um, to me because you know I I felt like you know some people really love high school. Some people not so much. Yeah. I've really loved high school, um, partly because I think there's so many amazing people and programs um, that have supported me. Um, but I also felt like I just looked at it of just like have fun and do your best, and that's all you can do. So, how about you, Sid? How are you this morning? How are you feeling? I I am tired as ever, but um, I think I th- it's it's nice to like. I think I think sometimes in the mornings it's, it's nice to to wake up and feel I I think I think something about breakfast on the bridge makes me feel productive and I think I I think that productivity in the morning really sets me in a good mindset for the rest of the day. I agree when you're when you're up and when you're at school before every other teacher and most administrators and almost every student Gotta feel, gotta feel pretty good, you yeah, know. You're yeah. you're up early, you're grinding. Um, we woke up early to make sure that this show would be just top notch for you, mm-hmm. as we always do. Um, but Sid, do you know what we're close to? What are we close to, Andrew? It's the one and only my dad's favorite holiday, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. And we do have a show next week, even though it is a really really short um, week. But I do feel like we need to talk a little bit about Thanksgiving. Yeah. So, um, with Thanksgiving, I've noticed that a lot of a lot of houses in um, in my neighborhood have already started putting up Christmas lights. So it's Thanksgiving lights. They, oh, Thanksgiving lights, of course. Have I, have they forgotten about it? I, I, see, I I I really struggle with this. I struggle with Christmas lights early. Okay. Um, because I feel like on the one hand, I love seeing Christmas lights um, because they're beautiful and people spend time doing it. At the same time, when you have them the day after Halloween until the end of December, that is almost two months of yeah. full Christmas lights. Are they special anymore? That's I argue true. no, they're not special. And I think if they only – our family, and we stick by this, after Thanksgiving, the day after Thanksgiving is when the – we we celebrate Christmas is when the Christmas tree and and the lights go up. We don't do it before Thanksgiving because there is Thanksgiving and it's also the month of November. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not December, so we always do it right after um, Thanksgiving. 
So I don't I don't know about your family, Sid, or, or what they celebrate. But I when I drive and see the lights, I just think too early. Yeah, if I'm being honest. No, I could I could definitely see that. I I'm looking. I've looked. There's <laughs> many houses around our neighborhood that I feel like. I feel like are kind of just glossing over Thanksgiving, and I feel like it's 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 such a fun day to celebrate. At least uh, we we can, we get together with a lot of our family that lives in the U.S. and and we have like these nice dinners and um and and like and like celebrating like that sense of unity as a family is is really nice. Yeah, um, and I think a lot of people gloss over it with um with with the with the Christmas lights up early and. Um, I, I, I think, I think, I think it's mis- misleading. <laughs> misleading. Misleading. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, I think you know you don't have to decorate for Thanksgiving, right? We don't need you to like blow up a turkey or something. But I, I don't see the point of of the Christmas lights. I just, yeah. Um, I think you get them up right after Thanksgiving, so you have them for the month of December. So that is a time, um, that is a time where you just feel. That month is that month where you celebrate, not from the day after Halloween. Or sometimes I think people put up Halloween lights and then they keep them up for Christmas. So oh, I, I, there's one I house. That, Whenever yeah. I, I drive, I go past this one house and they have like lights up from like mid-October and they still have them up. So either they're like a double usage of Halloween and Christmas, which is kind of smart, yeah. I'll say. But um, yeah, I do think Sid – we have to talk about. I think this is very decisive. I think there's a lot of things that are um, decisive in our country, and one of the biggest things that are that is very decisive is what is your favorite Thanksgiving like food? Ooh, that now that's that's important. Um, I I I feel like this is a relatively unpopular opinion the more I talk about it, but I thought it was more popular. But I. I honestly really enjoy the cranberries. Oh no! I knew you were gonna say something like that. No, <laughs> I, 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 th- I think that lead is sort of like no, pushes cranberry no, sauce no, right no, away. No, but it's good. No, I mean, I mean what's not? That's to enjoy like kids about it? saying they like squash or casserole. See, Jenna, <laughs> our news director is just like hunched over in pain. Like that's you say you like squash or like. Um, I, ugh, ugh. No, I can't do cranberry sauce. Okay, okay. What do you think? What do you think is yours? What do you it, think is? The I best know one? the best one is mashed potatoes. Oh, you know when the they best are made right. Potatoes. See now, Jenna's nodding. When you, my grandpa, he's an excellent cook, so he always makes Thanksgiving dinner, and he does it like you know because he because he loves to cook. Um, he makes the best cranberry sauce. No, well, he actually <laughs> does like cranberry sauce. It's not bad. I've tried a little, but he makes the best mashed potatoes ever. They are just creamy. They are like he spends like he like mashes them and then remashes them and then like beats them with um like milk and cream and heavy cream and it is and then butter it's just so good. I feel like that's just like it's just bland. It's just like I feel like mashed potatoes are kind of like I mean like when they're with something like fine, but like by themselves they're just kind of like boring and bland. So I put my mashed potatoes on everything. I put it on turkey, I put it on my rolls, and then I eat it. I, like, I use the mashed potatoes as my, like, spread. So, so it's on everything. Basically, instead of cranberry sauce, you use mashed potatoes. Yeah, basically, and it's better. Um, and, and this year, this is something that's really, my family has done for the first time. We're not having turkey, but we're having roast beef. Interesting. Um, my mom doesn't like the taste of turkey, and Loki, I think turkey's kind of bland. Um, I think that That's turkey fair. is like very sort of mediocre. Um, I don't mind it. My parents actually like really don't like turkey, so they're like, "This year, let's just do ro- roast beef." So I don't know if other families do that or if most families do um, just still turkey. I mean, I guess I guess my family we usually have like a turkey, and then like we have like, and then and then we have like like salmon for the people that that only eat fish because like my dad and my uncle like they mm. only they they don't have any other meat besides like fish. they're like they're pescatarians yeah. so um so we have that but we but we usually do have turkey but i don't know there you go i guess maybe we're changing with the times i want to bring in <laughs> our news director jenna martin um and before jenna takes it away with the news um jenna 
how do you feel about this Thanksgiving talk? Do you agree? Do you disagree? What's your favorite um, Thanksgiving um, item, meal? Mine has to be mashed potatoes. Ooh. Let's go. <laughs> and why? Why, Jen? I just want to hear the the thought. Well, I don't really like turkey, so like that takes away yep. that. And then, I don't know, it just tastes the best. Out of all True. of them. It does. But it... I do not like cranberry sauce. Like, I just cannot. Isn't it gross? I... Oh, and to add on to your roast beef topic, we do that for Christmas. Yeah, well, we do too. Yeah. Um, so now we're just taking away the turkey. That's kind of smart. Doing... I just think turkey's kind of bland. I don't Me think too. it's very flavorful, and I think it's... Um... I don't cook, so I don't know what I'm saying, but I know it takes a lot of time for my grandpa to make, um, and I would assume that roast beef might be a little... Um, earlier. And the other thing I see is like, you know, the people who like try to like deep fry the turkeys. There's like always people who die each year. Um, yeah, because they like put the turkey and like splash. Yeah. And well, not only that. So if you put ice into a fryer, like it explodes. Um, and each year the fire departments go out and they show like what happens when you put a cold turkey into like a deep fryer and it just, every time just, uh, all the, it, it can start a fire. So they should just like cook it and then deep fry it, like yes, bake yeah. it and no, then you deep can't, fry it. Yeah, you can't just put it in. And every year there's like families that just like lose their kitchen or even people lose their lives over that. Um, wow. I always see each year like the fire department saying, make sure you, you know, deal with your turkey properly. Otherwise, you know, if you just put in a cold turkey or frozen turkey into the deep fryer, like your deep fryer will explode. It's not like explode, but you know, like it just shoots out oil everywhere. And this is, you know, 200 degree oil. So. With that, Jenna, take it away with the news after a little bit of a uh, turkey talk. At the University of Virginia, three UVA football players were shot and killed by Christopher Darnell Jones Jr. as they arrived on campus in their bus from a field trip to Washington, D.C. Also at the University of Idaho, there were four students fatally shot in a homicide. On Mercer Island, two 80-year-olds were found shot to death in their Mercer Island home, but the police believe that there are no threats to the public at this time. On a happier note, according to the projections made by the United Nations, Earth population is projected to reach 8 billion people today. Overall, the population is declining, even though 8 billion people is three times the population of 1950 and eight times the population of the early 1800s. Now for Sophia Luzel's STEM News. Hi, I'm Sophia, and this is STEM News You Can Use. Our research team at Oregon State University is working on developing a rechargeable battery that could reduce the need for mining for minerals such as nickel, cobalt, and lithium. As the world transitions from fossil fuels to clean energy, these materials have become more expensive and concerns over the negative environmental impacts of mining them has grown. The U.S. Department of Energy has awarded OSU $3 million for this project. Once created, this battery would accelerate the transition to clean energy. Researchers at Vanderbilt have been experimenting with using AI to stop traffic jams from happening. Their experiments deploy 100 cars with cruise control technology onto a four-mile stretch of highway. This area is outfitted with hundreds of cameras that give researchers a digital model of the traffic situation. Using AI in the experiments, A small percentage of cars are able to leave the highway to prevent traffic from clogging up. The goal is to determine if changes like this can be replicated on a larger scale. In response to the dramatically rising drug overdose death, the CDC has updated its opioid prescribing guidelines. These updates will focus on prescribing alternative treatments for more common types of acute pain, as well as an emphasis on encouraging clinicians to assess the risks of long-term opioid use. This update also requires clinicians to look at patient history of controlled substance prescriptions through state prescription drug monitoring programs. The old guidelines extended solely to primary care physicians, whereas the updates expand to additional clinicians who account for about 67% of opioid prescriptions. I'm Sophia, and this is STEM News You Can Use. Thank you so much, Sophia, for the STEM News You Can Use. Tech companies are planning to lay off employees, one of the companies being Amazon, as they plan to lay off 10,000 employees this week, which will be the largest cut they have ever made. Twitter also plans to lay off people. This is Jenna Martin with the news for KMIH 88.9 The Bridge. 
Jenna, that news was kind of sad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of deaths have happened recently, especially it's, at schools. Yeah, it's it's and you know there was one in Seattle last week. Um, oh, at Ingram High School. Yeah, and it's you know it's it's a real problem and it's a shame and I think we keep saying we're going to do things, but yet I feel like we never really see things that are going to happen. So um, thoughts and prayers with with the families in Idaho and in Virginia. Um, it's you know. It's just it's it's really sad. Like sending your kids to school thinking they're going to be safe, and then it yeah, just I mean, don't. I I think it it erodes. You know, I think we talk, especially at a national level, we talk a lot about trust and you know elections and in politicians, and then now it's almost a problem where we're having trust with sending our own kids away. Yeah, um, because there's there's real risks with that, and um, it is you know if I'm a parent, I don't blame you know some parents not wanting to send their kids to school when it's just. You know, when it's only the only thing you hear in the news is yeah. what's happening in these yeah. places. Yeah, yeah, it's a shame. And with Amazon and Twitter, I mean, it is crazy. You know, Elon Musk took over as CEO of Twitter, and um, half the company's <laughs> going to be gone. Yeah, yeah, and you know, I think it'll be interesting to see. I think um, a lot of people really dislike Elon Musk. At the same time, I think a lot of people do like him. Um, I've always thought he's sort of a smart I, – I don't think he's very kind, but I do think he, at the end of the day, he is a smart businessman. Um, so I think people tend to get really mad at him over, like, this stuff. But I think he does a good job at saving companies. Uh, I don't know how much saving Twitter did need um, up to debate, but I, I don't know. It's, it's I think laying off half of it is, is – unfortunate for the people that are working there i mean not having really a notice i know they do get kind of a good um severage package i think it's like for every year you work is like 20 weeks of paid of paid um time off or yeah it's like yeah. paid time off so if you worked there for 10 years that's almost three you know two years of full full-time money that you're getting so you can find a new job that's good yeah um it is but if you're again only working there for you know one year that's only 15 weeks to find a new yeah. job and and you know this we're you know kind of in a recession um and it's not the best time to go out and find jobs and buy houses and move um so it's it's a shame and yeah. also because everyone relied so heavily on the tech company jobs yeah because those were really popular jobs and now if you're seeing half a company getting laid off that doesn't really give people much faith in the tech companies no well, and they always thought at some point, you know, like tech companies keep going up at some point and they have to start going down. And I think with the third quarter um, and the stocks, Amazon severely underperformed what they said they were going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so investors kind of said, oh, well, you know, at some point, you know, these companies can't be invincible. Yeah. Um, I I do think that uh, especially since we had so much uh, like sadder sadder news and i think that's just what's been on the headlines um a lot of these these sadder things that have been happening i i did find this thing for people with apple news they actually do have a spotlight for happy news oh and it's actually i'm not sure i'm not sure if this is good or bad because they're only able to update it once a week so if that's either like a lot oh, of can only news. do the good news <laughs> once a week. Oh. But but it's it's always nice to like look at those stories and are yeah. just like, oh yeah, this is this is cool. And <laughs> I think we forget there is good news all yeah. the time. Um I just think, you know, again, as a news news's job is to show you what is relevant and what is needed. And good news, unless it's directly affecting you, isn't really relevant to you. But um, I know there's sites that every day they do good news. Um, and it's always such, you know, grandma saves 10 ducks from the pond and, you know, or, you know, family adopts, you know, three children after, you know, parents, whatever, whatever. So I think there, you know, there is good. There's good all around us. Um, but sometimes it's just hard um, to find it. So I think there is good news, but people are just clicking on the ones that like stand out to them, which don't happen to be the like heartwarming stories. Yeah, Yeah. that's very true. Anyway, next up is Moves Like Jagger by Maroon 5. Jenna, thank you so much with the news. We'll be back after this to talk about some interesting stuff at the high school. This is Andrew Howison. And this is Sidstra.
that was me. If you couldn't tell, I was yeah. singing that. Just went into the other room and got my, um, you know, my band, and we just, you know, belted that out. Andrew Harrison's quite the singer. <laughs> well, we'll get to who's the real singer in just a second. Um, we now are going to kind of turn it back in to the high school, and we're going to hear a lot about um, the high school. So Elise McDonald. Um, she does Club of the Week. If you listen, you know the Clubs of the Week. We're going to send it to her to do the Club of the Week. We're going to keep it a mystery um, for now, and then we'll talk a little bit about this club once um, it is shared. So, Elise, take us to Club of the Week. Hello, I'm Elise McDonald, back here with Club of the Week, where each week we shed a new light on a club here at MIHS. Let's get into it. For this week, I have Gracie Hennessy, the lead witness in the Mock Trial Club. Gracie, let's start off saying, what is Mock Trial Club? In Mock Trial, we're given a case every year, um, and the whole state of Washington gets the same case. And um, each year, our team develops case theory, which is like talking about the different themes of the case and the different arguments we can make. Um, We each are given either a witness or an attorney position, and um, then we take that case to a real courtroom in February and March for tournaments, and we kind of, it's mock trials, we act out what the case would be like in a real courtroom with real procedures, real judges, we have a jury of like law students judging us, um, and witnesses use their like knowledge of the case and the testimonies that they're given um, to create characters. And then lawyers have um, prepped speeches, prepped affidavits, like different things that they can use in the courtroom too. Wow, that's so cool. So as a lead witness, what are you doing specifically? In the past two years, I've just been um, usually the person who is being tried, whether it was the state of Washington against me or like or a different company. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just the person... Uh, usually who the case is about. It's not usually much more work than other witnesses because we're all given an affidavit around the same length that we have to memorize. Um, Last year, I was Tracy Whitney, for example. Okay, so they give you, like, the information, and then you read it out as if you were the witness, basically? You kind of memorize the affidavit, okay. of um, which is just like the story, your point of view of what happened. Okay. And you use that information to answer questions um, from both your attorney, which is prepped beforehand, and a an opposing school's attorney, which is not prepped beforehand, which is actually pretty scary. Wow. Okay, that seems really cool. You're making me want to join this club. <laughs> um. So for the people that do want to join the club, including me um when and where do you guys meet i think we've already started meeting but it's definitely not too late to join um the case is already out so we meet thursdays in the lpr and after you come to a thursday meeting you'll you can probably have you'll have the chance to come to our sunday meetings which is at one of our captain's houses um to go over the case more and then tryouts are in december awesome okay thank you so much for coming on the station yeah thank you elise all right and to you too thanks for listening to club of the week here on kmh 889 the bridge (laughs) um when we listened to that this morning we started laughing when we listened to it again it was hilarious it's gracie i'm pretty sure elise says greasy hennessy at least (laughs) twice um uh, Gracie Hennessy. Every time I listen to that, I laugh. Um, Gracie's an all-star. Um, yeah. ASB um, spirit commissioner. She's been killing it with these spirit days. Um, mock trial. Also taking AP chem. Yeah. Boy, I just yawned there. Well, thinking Same. about AP chem would make me yawn if I ever took it. Um, <laughs> she's really, really um, sort of killing the game um, as Gracie does. Yeah. Does um, a little bit of all. Um, mock trial is... It seems like a club I would I would be good at if I, you know, could redo, you know, go back to sophomore year. I think that's a club I'd get involved on, um, involved with. But that being said, um, I also <laughs> do enough where yeah. I don't want to do something more that I can't give my all to. Um, so, and Sid also does a lot. Um, and I think Sid has been doing a lot, and he's been doing something recently. And do you know what that is, Sid? You, what is it, Sid? Ooh, I don't know. I think I think maybe it's the high school musical Grease. It is Grease. It is the word. It is the world. What is it? It's the word. It's the world. It's the movement. Something like that. It's, <laughs> it's the thing. It is Grease the musical. Um, 
Sid got an update. Sid, talk a little bit about your update, and then let's just play it, and then let's talk about it after. Yeah, so the high school musical Grease had its opening weekend. on. Uh, it started last Thursday, and we had three shows. Uh, we had, uh, yeah, we had one on Thursday, one, one on Friday, one on Saturday, all at 7 p.m., and uh, we got really, really high turnout in the audience um, this time. Like, mo- like most of the like the seats in the middle were completely. Thin. Oh yeah, and um, yeah, we had we had amazing turnout, and everybody has been working so hard. Like Tech Week had gone from five to ten every single day leading up to the show um, of that week, and then on the Saturday before that, we had rehearsal from nine nine a.m. to six p.m. Wow. Um, so everybody has been working really hard, and. Uh, between the director and everybody in the show, um, everybody's super happy that like that like what what we made together really paid off. And yeah, so let's let's t- let's take a listen to our Grease update and hear a little bit from the cast and the audience about the show. The High School Musical Grease has been incredibly successful on its opening weekend. Hundreds of people have already enjoyed the students perform their renditions of Greece's classic 50s music. Here are some of the audience members and students in the cast. Oh, my name is Jovi Roque. I'm playing Sonny slash Danny Understudy. My name is Milo Mitchell Miller, and I play Teen Angel. My name is Kyle, and I play Danny in Greece. Yo, my name is Greg, uh, and I play Roger. Hi, my name is Zoya. I'm Molly Atkinson. <laughs> I play Marty in Greece. And they had plenty to talk about Greece. With the boys, I think it's just every single scene with them is fun and it never gets old. It's been super fun hanging out with everyone. I love doing theater. And personally, it's given me like a huge new confidence in like my singing ability because I did not have much singing experience before this. I think that our production of Grease honors the original film and musical while also reinterpreting it for our modern age. And I think that's a really exciting thing. Um, especially considering how beloved the musical is, despite the toxic masculinity within it. I've enjoyed seeing on Greece is um, Roger. To watch the last three shows from Thursday to Saturday at 7 p.m. in the pack, check out at official MIHS drama on Instagram to buy tickets ahead of time. When Sid started to sing, my mouth was wide open. <laughs> and just so I saw it Friday night, and it was crazy Sid did such an amazing job I was like I literally rubbed my eyes I was like this is like Sid Shroff like he doesn't have a cousin he doesn't have a brother (laughs) that is also named Sid Shroff and is up there singing right now um but no it was the Sid Shroff he was singing that beginning what was that song called that was called those magic changes um it was yeah it's it's quite it's it's quite a tough song but it was it was really fun to work Uh, through I was just the entire cast singing and all of it together, I forgot it was a high school play. It was that good. Um, it was it was special. It was magical. It was um, all of it was crazy. The set design was amazing. I'm best friends with the band member, and at yeah. one point, kind of was their <laughs> manager, as I'd like <laughs> to say for Puget Sound. But I thought the band did an amazing job. Okay. Um, all of it was was just it was great. Um, I yeah. was Miles playing the sax. Uh, yeah, I think a lot of credit has to be given to, like one, like so much of the behind the scenes elements. Like we had, we had the like Puget Sound band yeah. and Miles on the on the saxophone. We had an amazing actually this week our music director was gone. Oh boy! So we had a, an assistant pianist <laughs> who came who who just jumped in during tech to try and figure out the show. And she did an amazing job too. And then we had so many people from the theater tech class that worked on the sets for such a long time. And I think all of it has has led up to to the grease that we have today. And it's due to so many the hard work of so many different people, not not just the cast. Yeah, and it, it you know it was funny. It was still a well um, less than what I thought of a still like kids play. Yeah. There was definitely a, a, a lot of adult themes in it um that could be seen um as the original um and i think as as your interview said it's a good job of bringing it back in the past while also kind of making it new and and fun and as an audience i enjoyed it 
Um, it went. It was longer than what I ever thought it was, and I'm glad it could have kept going. <laughs> I the only problem I had is that Grease the song didn't play. You're the only one I want didn't play, oh, and yeah. um, hopelessly devoted to you didn't play. And those are like the three songs I think about Greece, and I didn't hear them, which you know, I it, it was so amazing. But um, is there any reason why those songs weren't played? Yeah, there's um, there's actually some different. Uh, I think in order to adapt the story to a more modern take of it, um, some of the connotations with the, with like the drive-in scene and what happens afterwards. Um, to kind of say that Danny's actually apologizing with his other song instead of You're the One That I Want, which it's just not an apology. Um, it, it, we, it, we kind of, it's kind of meant to be adapted to a more modern ending. And actually, when you do the musical, you're able to choose which ending that um, you, you want to you wanna use yeah. um, mm-hmm. and which songs you want to use depending on, depending on how you interpret it. And, that's, and this is how... The director, Miss Ramsey, interpreted it, and as long and along with the rest of the cast, and, and, I, and I, you know, it was amazing. It really was. Um, still wish there was the original song, like out would have been cool, but um, it, it was amazing. I was just there was so many scenes where where the cast just started singing out of nowhere, <laughs> and my like my mouth was probably wide open for. 80% of that because I was just like is this real like is this this good and I saw the Odyssey last year um, and we were getting out of COVID so that was really sort of um, it was still fantastic yeah. but it wasn't um, wasn't nowhere as near as the production of Greece. so yeah, I think everybody who who sang was amazingly talented everybody like Molly she's an amazing singer oh yeah singer. absolutely yeah. and Brielle and, Brielle and, and Abby yeah and, and all of them they did amazing jobs so um, I want to transition um, to our sports with our um, with our amazing engineer director, who also does a lot of our sports, who also does a little bit of everything. That is Theodore. Theodore, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, thank you. Well, I'm um, thank you for coming here and sharing us um, sharing with the with the, everyone a little bit about sports. So, do you want to take it away with sports? Awesome, let's do this. Starting off in the world of football, the Washington Commanders pulled off a shocking upset by defeating the undefeatable Philadelphia Eagles on their home turf with a score of 32-21. to With the last undefeated team in the league now defeated, the 1972 Dolphins get to celebrate with a cool bottle of champagne as they are still the only team to remain undefeated and win the Super Bowl. Heading down to the college level, the other Washington, the Washington Huskies, pulled off another stunning upset. This time, they defeated the number six ranked Oregon Ducks in a grueling back and forth, with a field goal by Peyton Henry ultimately deciding the outcome. The final outcome was a score of 37 to 34, with Washington becoming the 15th ranked team in the nation, and Oregon falling down to number 12. Moving on to moving away from football and into hockey, the Seattle Kraken are on a two-game losing streak, uh, with losses to the Minnesota Wild and Winnipeg Jets. Currently, the Kraken are third in the Pacific Division. And their next game will be at home against the New York Rangers on November 17th. And the Los Angeles Kings on November, on November 19th, excuse me, almost also at home. Finally, the world of Pokemon has celebrated in earnest for the past few days, as Ash Ketchum has finally become the greatest Pokemon trainer in the world. In the most recent episode of the animated series aired in Japan, Ash defeated uh, champion Leon in a climactic battle, ultimately winning the World Coronation Series, which is a tournament of the best trainers in the world. If you're wondering why an animated show is significant enough to be covered in a sports report, then you clearly don't understand the tenacity of certain individuals highly engrossed in a media franchise. That's it for sports. Back to you all. Thank you, Theo. Thank you, Theo. I feel like we got all sports, esports. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, my whole family is um, Huskies. Um, they all went to University of Washington, so um, watching the Huskies beat Oregon was was. I like to say when the Ducks lose, when the Oregon Ducks lose, America wins. Exactly. And people say that with Alabama all the time. Um, when Alabama loses, America wins. When the Ducks lose, America wins, and America won that night. Um, we the the Huskies have historically been a worse team against the Ducks. This year they have a new coach, they have a new quarterback, and I've gone to three of their games. Boy, do they just look good. They're a good team. Um, they're doing great stuff, and they defeat Oregon on the road, which is 
They haven't done. They haven't beat um, Oregon since 2017, and I don't think they've beat them at home in a long time. Look, wow. I still replay the 70 to 21 victory in 2017 <laughs> at, on their home turf. If yeah. I feel down, because I'm a diehard Husky fan as well, and my family has all been Huskies, and that is basically that is basically material that we use to brighten our days almost immediately. <laughs> it's great stuff. Theo, thank you so much for the sports. It's a shame with the, the Kraken being a two loss, but they started off hot, so and you know, they have like eighty games or whatever, so they'll <laughs> Yeah. They'll, it's not like the um football like you know, the the Seahawks lost two in Germany, you know, played for the first time in Germany, um Kraken lost, but the Huskies won, so Huskies I care the most about um, from, from being from Seattle, so other people might like, you know, the Seahawks and the Kraken more, but I would say Seattle went away winning with the Huskies winning. Exactly. Yep. Awesome. Thank you, Theo. We are going to throw it to a quick song, Fireball by Pitbull. We want you to get awake just as much as us, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to hear um, the question of the week, which is going to be really excited. We're going to keep it a mystery, but keep tuning in to hear question of the week right after Fireball by Pitbull. Mr. Worldwide to infinity, <laughs> you know the roof on fire. We go boogie, oogie, oogie, jiggle, wiggle, and dance <laughs> like the roof on fire. We go drink drinks and taste until we fall out like the roof on fire. Like the roof on fire. Tell them, tell them, baby, 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 so we're going to keep rolling. We have a lot more to get to you guys this Sunday. Our amazing staff at KMIH have just been full of, of giving us stuff. So first, um, we're going to do question of the week um, just because we hinted at that last time. So here's Alyssa Pingallo with question of the week. Hi, my name is Alyssa, and today I'm asking MIHS students one thing they would say to help a busy student. My advice would be to treat school like a nine to five job. So outside of school, you have to do extra things like activities. You got to focus on your hobbies, your friends, your family. You aren't just a student. One thing I'd recommend for a busy and stressed out student is having good time management. If you learn how to manage your time, you can get way more stuff done in way shorter amounts throughout your day. One thing I'd recommend is to reward yourself with every little thing you do and celebrate the small victories and after that, it will motivate you to keep going. I would say find a puppy or an animal and cuddle with them because they're very good stress relievers. I would say to do as much work during the week as possible so you can take off your weekends and have a relaxing two days. Listen to a very good song by Bobby McFerrin. It's called Don't Worry, Be Happy. Make a planner. Trust me. These are just some of the things you can say or do to help yourself or someone else who's stressed. Again, my name is Alyssa, and something I would say to help a busy student is know when to take breaks. When you need help by other people, ask for it, and reward yourself whenever you need. Thanks for listening to 88.9 The Bridge. Alyssa with the banger questions. Yeah. I think that question, you know, sometimes she has lighthearted ones, like what's your favorite candy? Um, this is a, you know, I think a more serious question. I think a lot of times we get a lot of, um, students, you know, student anxiety, um, regarding that. Um, and I think that it's a, you know, you have to remember to take breaks and do your best. And also I like to look at it like one day at a time, yeah. what's happening tomorrow. What do you need to do? And what's in a week that you can take a break from and not, cause you know, I, both of us do a lot, and I think sometimes we can get overwhelmed when we see Schoology and it's just only look at a day or two ahead yeah. and do that first and take a deep breath and just do the best you can. If you can't do it all, then you can't do it all. Yeah, no, I think I think I, I had like a little revelation. I'm not going to take too long about this, but um, uh, I I kind of realized that I, I was I was signing up for too much. And there were there were some things that like. I hadn't really started yet. A few projects that I wanted to do, just like okay, I'm I'm, I'm gonna like cut the line here, and I need to focus on what I'm doing right now. I think it's important to be able to limit that and kind of, kind of, kind of sometimes even say no to yourself. You're like, 
this is this is my limit, and I know where where my limit is reached, and I I stop there. Yeah, and I always just think it's good to stretch yourself, but at the same time, it's like it's always easier to start things than finish them. And yeah. I think we have to get a mindset of finishing it. Sophie Proct did an amazing interview with Molly Smith about um, she's a brand new counselor this year at MIHS, um, and she talks a little bit more about distress um, and what it's like as a counselor working with students. So Sophie Proct and Molly Smith take it away so we can hear a little bit more about student stress. This year, the students of Mercer Island High School have lots going on. They're studying and participating in academics and overall being great members of the Mercer Island community. KMIH 88.9 The Bridge wanted to take some time to introduce those that guide us through our lives, starting with the new members of the staff at Mercer Island High School. This is 88.9's new staff spotlight. Hello, 88.9 The Bridge. My name is Sophie Prock, and today I'm here with our new counselor, Molly Smith. Molly is new this year as one of the counselors at Mercer Island High School and has already gone off to a running start. So, Ms. Smith, tell us a little bit about yourself. How are you doing today? And what's new for you at Mercer Island High School? Thank you for the intro. <laughs> um, I am the counselor for last names N through SI. I help other students as well, though. Anyone who wants to come and say hey. I have been having fun here at Mercer Island so far. You guys are so busy. Yeah. You have so many groups, clubs, like even your classes, so much to offer, which has been amazing. And moving here from New Hampshire, it's kind of similar, kind of like just flipped mm-hmm. over to the other side of the country. <laughs> Lots of forest, green, ocean, water. Yeah. Um, there's plenty to do. I love it here. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm sure that was a huge shift. And if you don't mind me asking, what brought you here instead of New Hampshire? Um, So uh, my partner is from the West Coast. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've been looking for a little bit of a change. We were long distance. So, you know, closer now. And awesome. That's going strong. (laughs) I love that. That's awesome. (laughs) All right. And then also, so right now is especially a busiest a busy time for me because mm-hmm. <laughs> right? I'm a senior applying to colleges how has that process been with you and helping seniors out through their their struggles and needing reports and such how's that been hey I'm gonna give you guys some kudos a lot of you are on top of your stuff oh good um and just really you've been open to you know learning the things you might not know and just coming in and I can show you how to do the little stuff Mm-hmm. Um, if you're still working on your applications, not sure what to do, come see us. It seems daunting, but it's actually pretty easy once we sit down. I mm-hmm. think we took like five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, oh, you do this, that, and the other thing, and yeah. all good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, it has been amazing having all of you counselors here as support. I don't think that any other schools really had the support that we do. So it's really special and very beneficial to us. So thank you for that. Yeah, I love the counseling team that I'm working with. They're all really amazing people. Mm-hmm. I know that we're all here for you guys working for your best interests, and I hope you all feel that. Yeah, yeah. well, I mean, we were just talking about this yesterday. Like, in my grade, we had a whole different counseling team last year and the two years prior, and it's been a big switch, and I know that there are some people who haven't even met their counselor yet still, but I think... It's it's much better of a shift than I would have imagined, and it's so nice that you guys are here and able to help us with our college applications, even though we've only known each other for, what, a month, maybe two. <laughs> yeah, I think our team has been really mindful of putting out the same messaging mm-hmm. and making sure that we're helping you the best we can. We know we haven't known you guys as seniors or even the 9th, 10th, 11th graders that long, but specifically, like, the seniors. Mm-hmm. Us sending messages saying, tell us what you want to be highlighted. We want to help you, even if we know we haven't been able to meet you yet. Like, we want to be able to highlight the best and the brightest parts of you that you want shared. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a perfect way to do it. And, yeah, again, we are just so appreciative. So, anyway, thank you, Miss Smith, for coming in today. I'm so glad that we got to highlight you on our airwaves. Um, hopefully we'll be able to have you on again. And 
Yeah, thanks again for coming on. Yeah, just to let you know, I'm the counselor of the day um, in the hallways during lunch on Fridays, and we have other counselors every other day of the week. So come see us, stop by, say hi. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. we'll have people stop by. <laughs> Please do. Sometimes we're just sitting there. <laughs> oh, oh, no, does it get lonely? <laughs> A little bit. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right, well, thanks for tuning in, 88.9 The Bridge. This has been New Staff and Counselor Spotlight here with Sophie Prock and Miss Smith. Awesome. Thank you for that, Sophie. I love our counselors. I have um, Anam as my counselor. She's um, literally the GOAT. She... Always answers my emails really fast. Um, she is new this year. Um, I emailed her at the beginning of the summer like, hey, I heard you're new. Um, if you want to reach out to me or ask, have any questions for, you know, student's perspective, um, you know, I'm, I, can, I can be your guy. I'm your guy. Um, so, yeah, you know, if you're listening, if you're a parent or you're a student, reach out to our amazing counselors. Um, just don't reach out too much is what I'll say. <laughs> They're overworked to make sure that, you know, you're reaching out for the right reasons. Um, but they are your, your biggest asset and your friends with that. We're going to listen to Annabelle people on the street just to know, you know, what's on the street. Here we go. Hello, I'm Annabelle Hegarty and this is people on streets. a series where I go around and ask random people, random questions. This week's question is, what is your least favorite type of candy? And it sparks some pretty interesting answers. Let's hear them. My least favorite candy is Almond Joy because I do not like coconut. Um, Almond Joys because the nut and the coconut, I don't know, it's just bad. Um, Almond Joy because I don't want almonds in my candy. I'm going to have to go Almond Joy because I don't like almonds or anything. Or joy. It's like a chocolate-covered nut aren't very good either, like almonds. Anything chocolate. I hate chocolate. Um, Reese, no, what's the thing called? Recess, Reese's. Reese's? Reese's. Reese's Pieces. Like, is that what it's called? Yes. Um, hot tamales because, oh, I'm going to just taste good. I can't say least favorite because all candies typically really good. Oh, maybe black licorice. I don't like black licorice. It tastes weird. My least favorite candy is Skittles because they're just like kind of disappointing every time you eat them. Uh, Swedish fish because they always get stuck and they don't actually taste very good. No, he Whoppers. I don't know. I, don't, I mean, they're, they're kind of well, good, actually. I think I like all candy. Oh, candy corn. That's disgusting. Here you go. Jawbreakers. Not a fan. They break your jaw. The jawbreaker that broke my tooth when I was seven is my least favorite type of candy. I bit into this sucker and a big hunk of my tooth came out. Now, it was a baby tooth, so it wasn't the end of the world. But uh, jawbreakers are bad if you're an impatient candy eater like me. Now, if you're a guy who will sit there and suck on something for hours, it's probably okay. But uh, I guess I'd have to go with the jawbreakers because I didn't have much time to think about it. In my opinion, hot tamales are the worst candy because they're simply unsatisfying. Thank you so much for tuning in today and make sure to keep on listening to Breakfast on the Bridge. Sid, your least favorite candy. Ooh, I have to go with Almond Joy. I agree. I agree. I don't I don't like coconut. Coconut is nasty. Coconut agreed, is agreed. Ugh, 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 ugh. I nothing good about you, it. You know what? There's actually this like Icelandic licorice that I had. <gasps> And that was actually really bad. I, I hate licorice. I really hated it. Miss Woods, our um, lovely um, communications um, outreach director, um, she loves licorice. It is just like, yeah, not Yeah. Well, speaking of, you said Iceland. Yeah. Well, we're gonna have Sophie Cartwright talk all about Iceland. I Iceland, right? That's Iceland. right. I don't know. Let's hear it. Iceland. <laughs> Are you planning your next vacation or deciding the next place you want to visit? Perfect timing, because I'm Sophie, bringing you the travel destination of the week. If you've been upset about the bad air quality we've seen this fall, you should consider going somewhere where the air is always clean and the sky is always blue. Iceland, known as the Island of Fire and Ice, is ranked as one of the top travel destinations for adventure seekers. 
Sitting on one of the world's most active volcano sites, this Nordic country is known for its geographical wonders like hot springs, geysers, glaciers, ice fields, and of course, active volcanoes. The best times to visit are between June and August, which are the warmest months of the year, seeing temperatures ranging around the high 50s. Iceland is mainly famous for its northern lights, which are caused by electrically charged particles from space entering Earth's atmosphere at high speeds. These collisions cause tiny flashes that fill the sky with colorful lights, and when billions of these flashes occur together, the sky seems to move or dance with colors. As for the food, the pillars of Icelandic cuisine are meat, dairy, and fish. For a long time, Icelandic people weren't even able to grow green fruits or vegetables on Iceland. This leads many of the traditional dishes to be fermented, smoked, salted, or cured, as those are some of the best ways to preserve foods. Stay tuned for more travel locations and keep listening to KMIH889 The Bridge. Well, I'm sold. I'll, on my way, right there, you know? Sophie, you want to buy me a ticket to... Anytime she does this, it's just like, I'm sold. And I have like, to say, Iceland, I have been there, and it is... She's not lying. It is one of the most amazing places I've ever been to. Wow, you've gone. Lucky. That is really, 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 really cool. Um, I've only been to Thailand, so I'd love to go. I would love to go to Europe and and Iceland and all those countries. Well, it is coming to an end, Breakfast on the Bridge. We have many more, but we do have one more um, really important piece of information we have to share with you, and that is cat facts. So we're going to have totally talk a little bit about some cat facts. If you have a cat, you may learn um, one or two new things. Tolly, tell us about cat facts. Hello, and welcome to You Didn't Know This. I'm Tolly, and this is a segment on KMIH that will give you your daily dose of fun facts. Today, did you know that a house cat has 32 muscles in its ear? This leads to a cat being able to rotate its ear 180 degrees. While humans can hear up to 20,000 hertz, a cat can hear 64,000. These traits allow them to pinpoint exactly where their prey is hiding. This, paired with a cat's soft foot pads, make a cat a formidable hunter. In terms of athletic potential, an average cat can jump up to six times its body length and can outrun Usain Bolt with a top speed of 30 miles an hour. Another interesting fact about cats is their gait. When walking, they'll move both of their right legs first and then their left. That's all for today. Till next time for a new fun fact, I hope you learned something new. And as always, stay tuned to 88.9 The Bridge. That is all we have for today. Um, we want to thank you so much. I did not know these cat facts. Thank you for coming along with Sid and I. This has been a blast. Um, tune in all day, but make sure you tune in next Tuesday for Breakfast on the Bridge. I'm Andrew Hausen. And I'm Sid Stroff, and, and you're listening to KMIH Mercer Island. We hope you enjoyed your helping of Breakfast on the Bridge, brought to you by our KMIH staff and dedicated to the stories, lives, and people of the Mercer Island community. We hope your dinner was as good as your breakfast on the bridge, and thank you for listening.